Look, this is not a segment, I don't think, for you if you are prone to nimbyism. You may want to plug your ears. Uh, i got to be honest, I didn't hear about this. And I'm not sure everyone else has, but there's a new Toronto bylaw that came into effect this week. And if I understand it right, it's going to allow small businesses to open basically in residential neighborhoods. And so this would be like a small grocery store, convenience store, maybe a dry cleaner, little cafe, maybe a physiotherapy office, tailor shop, art gallery. But businesses, of course, would have to follow strict rules about physical scale, you know, whether it's compatible with the uh, neighborhood and how they're going to minimize impacts. And, of course, this is to reduce traffic use in the city, and then you would have to be able to prove that you can also reduce automobile trip. So if I'm reading this on first blush, it sounds to me like if you own a place or you buy a place in a residential neighborhood, you might be able to open a small business. And that's the kind of thing that could either go really well or really not well. So let me get in someone who can explain what I might not be understanding. It is Nama Blonder, who's the architect of urban designer and planning, a co-founder of Smart Density. Thanks so much for joining us, Nama. Hey, good morning. Am I understanding this right? Am I got, like, that's what I'm seeing. Are we going to see residential, like someone on my street could buy a house and put a business in it, or maybe an existing house owner could put a small shop in their place? You got it right. And, you know, the the way you even described it, I started imagining how charming and beautiful our neighborhoods are going to become. Even more beautiful and charming, I would say. All right. Segment's over. Thank you very much. No, I just yeah. uh, I say that in jest. <laughs> you know what? I think on first, when I started reading about that, I thought, well, that, that's like I love outside the box thinking. So I'm not against this. I'm a very pro small business. Uh, you know, I, I like to see regulations go by the wayside. But then I thought, oh, well, what, it's, what would happen then if my neighbor all of a sudden decided that she wanted to open a little barbecue joint and then she got people milling around? So this could either go very well or, or badly. I'm a very optimistic person, so I, I want to say very well. Um, and, and you see, the city has two bigger agendas. One is the increasing housing options in neighborhoods, which is what we call the missing middle. So we want to have more housing options, more people to enjoy, enjoy our very you know beautiful neighborhoods that are well connected to transit and amenities and whatnot. And the other thing is to get you to use your car less and less. And, I, and you're talking to someone who lives downtown, has two kids, and I don't own a car. When I need one, I rent one or take an Uber. So these are like the two bigger agendas. And now you, it comes to play this, you know, new bylaw that came into effect last Monday, like Monday as of three days, days ago, mm-hmm. that says we have room in our neighborhoods, not only for more people to live in and, you know, housing, but also for small scale business that will, just as you said it, exactly as you said it, that would be in compatible scale. You know, we're not talking about demolish, demolishing five houses and build a, an industrial whatever facility. We're talking about turning a house, an existing house, or incorporating small scale um, retail or business into the building. All right. So, so I'm going to be a, a, a devil's advocate. So what do you happen then if, you know, I have a neighbor who decides that they want to put a small grocery store in, um, you know, like h- how will controls be put in to stop like rats from being produced or, or people coming in and parking all over the street? Because I know the idea is to get rid of cars, but no question, you're going to get more traffic into someone's neighborhood. And I think some homeowners would say, look, my neighborhood's my refuge not really looking to have a business or people kind of coming into the neighborhood that don't live there. And so what do you say to them? 
the issue of traffic is a concern that I hear on as an architect on every single open house. What happens if more people are going to park on my street? So the idea is to reduce the use of car. And once you have your grocery store much closer to you, you will walk there because let's admit, admit it, getting into your car, finding par- parking, it's a nightmare. So being able to walk to your grocery shop and walk to your barber and walk to your coffee shop will make the entire neighborhood a much more pleasant uh, place to to be in. Probably the the chances of someone driving from the other side of the city to that specific grocery store is is not very likely. So we're not talking about increasing traffic, uh, not at all. Or or by the way, riding your bike, that's another option. Um, So we're talking about this scale. That's that's an important, it's not a destination that will people will come all across the city to. It's really to serve the needs of the community and, and what the city calls complete communities, right? That you are able, or if you are familiar with the, the term called the 15-minute neighborhood. Yep. So this is exactly that, that you're able to walk around and meet your daily needs in a, walk, in a walkable you know, scenario day to day. Yeah, I know this has been done in Tokyo and they've had great success, but I would, I would look at that and say, okay, but that's been a part of their culture where they have huge density issues with population. So they have made, um, you know, they've made this part of their lives. Um, but we haven't had this culture. And so have you given, um, any thought, Nama, as far as how long is this going to take to integrate and how long, like if let's say I want to come down there because I'm going to open Alex's chicken, um, you know, rotisserie. What do I what do I have to do to get licensed for that? And how long is the approval process going to take place? So I'm sure it's going to take, you know, it will be everything is done in baby steps and you will start seeing it over time. Um, I, I'm really glad that you brought up Tokyo. You know, I, I visited Tokyo and I uh, way before I moved to Canada. And when I moved to Toronto, I said, oh, wow, that's that's actually it, it it reminds me of Tokyo, and I will explain why. Tokyo has a very like a hyper ultra density center, but the rest of it is pretty pretty low rise. And I encourage everyone to go on Google Maps and and look at up uh, Tokyo Street because you'll see that they're very compact. They, it's it's right. different in that sense, but it has this low rise, high rise, um, just like we have here, here in Toronto. Well, and you see it in New York. It, I mean, New York has it in neighborhoods too, where you can just run across the street and then you have apartments above. Is that what you're is this how we should be envisioning this? Well, New York is an, brings up another interesting typology, but it, I, I'm bringing you back to Tokyo because you will have there, when I say low-rise, really the one and two stories, okay? So right. just like we have here in Toronto, New York is a little bit uh, more mid-rise kind of, uh, kind of built form. So in Tokyo, when you, you do have that, the zoning, even the most restrictive zoning permission allows for those small-scale, what we call the moms and pops. So it works beautiful there, and it's it's not in their hyper, hyper density. So when you bring up Tokyo, we always think about this, you know, ultra dense uh, city, but I'm actually not referring to that. It is very compact city, but it's a beautiful example. And I encourage everyone to check it out. Um, and when you ask me about regulation, so as an architect, I, I don't know how one would get a permit, but I'm sure it's possible. And I'm sure, you know, when you think about urban design in our neighborhoods and, and also the we're thinking about Toronto now in 2022, but think about it, you know, 25 years from today and we are growing and we are you know more people want to move here how are we going to ensure toronto is becoming this really charming livable and vibrant city so this is a a really important small step maybe but a very important step to get us there 
Just quickly before I let you go, what is the approval process? Like, what? How long does it take? And and does someone who wants to do this have to come with like a whole business plan of how? Like, how does it work for the average person who says, "Yeah, I, I think I can make this work." So to be honest, I I as an architect, I don't know that side of the city process. But as usual, you know, if you want to convert a, a a building that is now a house for residential and you want to make it a business, you obviously have to apply for a permit. There's a process behind it. Uh, the walls need to be, you know, now uh, the fire rating. I'm getting into very technical terms here, but you will have a you you would have to apply for a building permit, yeah. and it has to be of course legal and uh, and there's a process behind you know building a restaurant in what used to be a house. No question about it, Nama. Very much appreciate your um, your thoughts and, and clarity on this. Thanks a lot. Thank you. That is Nama Blonder, who is a, an urban designer and planner. She's with a group called Smart Density. And so, look, she's done her part of the job. Then you hear about the bureaucracy. And if, if it's anything like trying to get a hot dog cart or maybe a pastrami cart or, God help you, you've got a, a food truck, you can just see where this... Oh, look, we'll get you set up in, what, three years for your little chicken shop, Alex? There you go. Yeah, I'm not opening a chicken shop. It would not be my first choice. I don't know what I would do. No, I do. I'd be a do-it-yourself or I'll fix your... No, I'd go to your place. Never mind. You're listening to The Alex Pearson Show here on 640 Toronto.